We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into the CHGO Bears podcast on this glorious Monday presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app, use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Adam Hogue, Mark Carmen, Nicholas Moriano with you here. What's up, boys? Great weekend. Good to see you guys. A lot of CHGO love out there. Got shout-outs today, Adam Hogue. Very oh, excited yeah? about it. What? Shout-outs. We got people in the streets? Uh, yes, we do. Oh, yeah. Uh, you, you know what the best thing I saw this weekend was? And there's a lot of good stuff. I mean, uh, Michael Block. The golf was amazing. Sock sweep? Sock swept. No, the best thing I saw was a video on social media of Mark Carmen tweeting at the new mayor of Chicago about the stupid-ass parking signs that exist all over the city. You like that one? That oh, was the best thing I wait saw. Wait a minute. Yeah. I mean, it's... Hold it's, on. Thank you. I, like the I ones, the street-sweeping ones? Is that the ones The ones, ones where there's like a one million. sign here <laughs> that says you can oh. park here for these hours, but you walk 20 yards the other way, and there's a different sign that says different hours because there's three different things happening there. They're, yeah. they're trying to... Just create tickets. Yeah, I get the fact that, you know, we got a lot of challenges in the city. I get the fact that, uh, you know, it can be a challenge to try to do everything that needs to be done. I also get the fact that, like, you could at least do the bare minimum for the people that either are visiting and or live in your city and put up an accurate sign and not yeah. try to not try to steal from us. That'd be I, nice. Come on, Brandon, you can do it. I have a bone to pick with, uh, I guess, our new mayor. I was going to suggest the alderman of this neighborhood. Those signs that are for like street sweeping where it's like oh thursday and mm-hmm. there's big orange signs posted yeah. on this block why do they just never take them down like was it last thursday was it three thursdays ago like what are we doing yeah and then it's like am i not supposed to park there even though i know in my head like that sign was totally there last week and that's when i did it but i guess i just can't park there scared for my life every time i park down here clean uh, up your trash <laughs> man <gonna> clean <laughs> and, up your and those trash. signs are nothing new i mean these issues have existed since i grew up in this in right. the city and the thing you're bringing up with the street sweeping signs, these those are the same signs they've used for like 30 years. Yeah. I used to just take them down after like a couple of days when they'd still be on the tree. <laughs> oh. I would just take my scissors out there, walk down the street, and cut them down. That's good. Because no one else was going to do them. It's a good move. rogue hogue. Ridiculous. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was a rogue legal. hogue. Rogue I like hogue. it. Yeah. Well, er, early shout out to my guy, John at Panera. We had a great I Panera. was he, okay. he, I was just doing my Sunday morning bear studying. He walked up, said hello. He's like, you know, I was out, and I'm like, he's like, I'm like, he's like, what are you talking about tomorrow? I'm like, I have no idea. That's why I'm here, John. Me and me and Panera <laughs> Sunday morning. That's what we do. I got so, a new uh, new like button. I got peanut. 
Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, but it's still that, not as good. good as the Mark Carbon one. I, I, I like that upgrade. But I, I, that is... <laughs> It's a good one. It's looking pretty good. Yeah. Um, a couple of business items to start the week for you. First of all, uh, it's a big day for the Bears. OTAs officially getting underway. This is the first day on the practice field as a team. Now they're still not wearing pads, but all this work they've put in in the offseason, the meetings that they've had, the workouts that they've had, uh, this is a, a full practice happening today. Tomorrow's will be open to the media. So Nick and I will be at practice tomorrow. We will have a full OTA recap show for you at three o'clock. But that's not the only show you're getting tomorrow. We are double dipping tomorrow with two shows because live here at our normal time at noon on Tuesday will be Richard Dent. Sackman's coming. I'm your man, Dent. If a quarterback throws, he's going to get bent. Kevin Kadick, myself, are going to be doing the special show, and um, we'll try not to hug Richard too many times. Yeah, is this, gonna, is this going to be the Farley-McCartney interview? I just feel like that's going to be the vibe. <laughs> I, I'm actually confident in myself in this one, and I love Richard, but... Kevin's pretty into this thing, so Kevin <laughs> Kadek looking over, those, smiling. Yeah, for those that don't understand the reference that Lawrence just made, it's the amazing Farley uh, interview with Paul McCartney on Saturday yeah. Night Live back in the day. Remember when you were in the Beatles? <laughs> hey, that was uh, cool. I've actually seen that one, <laughs> Richard. Remember when you s- set that sack record? Yeah. That was really cool. Yeah. We'll you get just do that for 55 minutes. We'll be, be reminding right. <laughs> Richard and everybody else that the dude made $95,000, which is a lot of money, by the way, for a uh, regular working man, but not so much when you're the on the way to be the MVP of the Super Bowl on the hey. greatest team of all time. 95K was what Richard Dent was making in 90, 1985. Hey, remember that time Nuts. you won the Super Bowl? <laughs> that was cool. The you guys time. beat the Patriots? Yeah. I think it was 46 to 10. By the way, I don't think the Bears have won it again. Did you say Mark from Panera? Was that his name? I think he's in the comments. John from Panera. John, my bad. Yeah. Um, and and I, am, I apologize to my guy that uh, I have it somewhere. I just can't find it right now. Uh, but I walked in to play it against sports yesterday. I got a new set of used clubs because, you know, I've been, Let's go. I've been rocking the Fila's since 1996. So now I've got a used... Sorry, Fila made golf clubs? Yeah, I know. I think I had the only <laughs> pair. So now I got, I, got, I, got a, I got a new set of pings um, oh. and walked right Hopefully in. Hopefully you have more than two clubs, too. Pins and aces right here. Well, I've got, I just got the irons. So well, I still you said you had a pair of clubs. So yeah, I, yeah, right. Now I've got a, I got a set, sure. irons. Wait, that, that's a a poker, set of irons poker term, uh, of from a, a, a straight diehard uh, radio slash CHGO listener. Okay. Nice. So there that's we awesome. go. Appreciate uh, you, 1901 Madison. Well, John, we're we're, uh, we're really excited about tomorrow. Um, I'm excited about OTAs. I admittedly geek out too much over these, but it's just and we're gonna get into some of the storylines right now. I know that Kevin Warren uh, Big Ten deal uh, stuff's out there. We're gonna talk about that in the next segment. I promise, because I actually did some digging on that this morning and have some new insights to bring to the table and uh, sort of talk all that out because there's a lot in there and it is interesting. And it is relevant. Uh, the new team president, but before we get to that. OTA's kicking off this week. The weather couldn't be better. Better. It's like we've, we're hitting summer here in Chicago. Feels great. Um, and there's going to be football back on the field. So there's a lot of interesting things that I know I can't wait to, to see at House Hall uh, tomorrow. And let's just be honest. The first one is we can see Justin Fields throw the ball to DJ yep. Moore. Mm-hmm. So Justin Fields, phase two, getting the chemistry with all these new weapons. 
Like that's something that I think everyone wants to see. How's this going to look in the first OTA practice that we're going to be able to see open tomorrow? But that's the storyline. How Fields can get the connection, get the chemistry with all these new playmakers that he has. So that's going to be an obvious one that kind of glares out to you as we're watching tomorrow. Will there be ample videos coming from both of you tomorrow, or how, what's the rules on that? Certain portions practice. You know the practice rules. Well, I, I don't know. Oh. Like OTAs are like slightly different. Is, is it going to be like standard ten-minute window? You get to watch. You get to film stretch, stretching. Maybe a little. I think indi- they loosen just a little bit, like an extra few minutes of them actually doing individual drills. Is it where they're like stretching, like? 57 yards down the field yeah. and you have to like zoom in got to zoom, zoom in. on my s23 ultra i got you guys and you should follow the chgo sports instagram because we'll be posting some videos on there that you know we'll oh we're doing that again okay yeah. that's yep. exciting news <laughs> <laughs> no, this is something you don't have to worry on the about fly. yeah oh cool even yep. better yeah. you're good he's just talking about the Whew. instagram story what we'll have you covered but um you know i think beyond just the obvious of you get to see these new pieces out there um and see what they can do of course, again, without pads, but it's especially when it just comes to like seven on seven, those, mm-hmm. some of those one on one battles. We'll, we'll, we'll see some of this emphasis on the passing game. Remember that Flus has talked about going back to the owners' meetings? Yep. Hey, we're going to spend more time on the passing game because that's the thing we have to get better at. What a concept. I like it. Makes well, a lot of sense to me. You let me know if I can bust into the athletic piece along those lines. No, would you like to say no, that? No, you can't. I cannot. Okay. No. <laughs> okay. Yep. Right. Great. I'll go rewind backwards. Yes. Throw footballs, many of them in OTAs. <laughs> we are going to get into that, though, because I know Kevin Fishpain and uh, and that, my that, podcast that, partner, that, that Adam, Adam Johns, I think is his name. They've yeah. been working on that story for a long time. Um, otherwise, though, I want to play a game. Oh, I like games. Uh-oh. Predict the running back rotation mm. as it presents tomorrow. Okay. I'll go, I'll, I'll go first. Okay. I'm going to go Khalil Herbert. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Dante Foreman, Roshan Johnson. Um, Tristan Ebner. Travis Homer. <laughs> Do you want to put our, our guy, Kari blasting game as a fullback in this no, I'm running taking back that rotation. Out. I'm stuck. Yeah, Sandalwood. I guess I'll still go Ebner over Homer because I still think Homer was more. I don't know. That one's kind of tough. I don't think you know your flus. I think Ooh. Ebner's over Roshan, brother. Flus is going to give that respect to the vet. Roshan, the vet? He's a vet. He's been here. He's done. For a, he's done through for a day and a half. Man, man went through it. Roshan's Did you hear how the coaches were already talking about Roshan Johnson at rookie minicamp? Well, guy came in, knew the whole offense in like one day. I'm, I'm not saying picked up all the water bottles the next day. He picked like, up the water bottles. I, you were all over the water bottle pickup. That I, was your favorite thing. The dude is an attention to detail, wants things done the right way. I love Roshan Johnson, and I think that Roshan Johnson, as a money man, is calling him Rojo. Like it. Although he says too slow for my taste. Let's slow down their money, man. Let's, let's see him in action at NFL speed before we go that far. But uh, I think Rojo would not expect to be ahead of Ebner because he's a rookie, and rookies got to make their way on the first day of OTAs, yeah. second day of OTAs. Yeah, I don't think this right – Roshan Johnson later in the year, we'll see how that depth chart changes, but I'm still going Khalil Herbert, Deontay Foreman – I'll put Travis Homer as a third. Yeah, the, the <laughs> yes, you know in Kauai they have a a, a 
a cave that looks like Homer Simpson, like flipping the bird at you. Did you see that, what? Adam? I don't know. I'll have to Where's give you that, that picture. I'll, I'll put it in the Slack. But that's how I have it going right now. But <laughs> I would not be surprised if Roshan Johnson later on in the year is getting more of these carries, is showing, proving to his coaching staff, hey, you can put me out in third downs. I can be a pass blocker. I can pass catch out of the backfield. He has a skill set that serves well for being a guy that you can keep on the field and you know you can trust him to do his assignment. So really high on what Roshan Johnson can do, even as a rookie in 2023. See, I think that's my uh, big prediction. I think he, I think he's RB3 already tomorrow, Roshan Johnson. I mean, for our second show tomorrow, if he is, I want the show led with that and breaking, <laughs> breaking Rojo. He's already up to three, headed to yeah. one. Will he surpass before opening day, Khalil Herbert? Let's go. Some of the other uh, position battles yes, so, that we'll be keeping an eye on. Number two outside corner. Mm-hmm. What's up, Tyreek? You ready? Tyreek Stevenson. Now, I'm guessing he will not be out there with the starters right away. Kindle Vildor. Still Kindle Vildor. Now, that's somebody that you could put in the respective veteran who's, you know, put some reps in out there on Sundays. What about a Josh Blackwell? Could he could he be a respected veteran? I think he's more of a mid-season pickup, outstanding second, special teams. This is well, second he's, year. He's on the roster, but yeah. I think he makes a team. Nickel corner, yep. Right, but is he ahead? 53-man roster projection right now. Boom. Carm, go. I got <laughs> you. Justin Fields. <laughs> Justin, 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 Justin Fields. Fields. All, all I know is that my guy Josh Blackwell better be on it. I enjoy him. I think he will be. I think he's good to go. What do you got there? Before we actually... Dive into more position, but like I'm just interested at Cody Whitehair going back to center. We yeah. haven't seen him snap the football in what a couple of years, and now Justin Fields. We talk about developing the chemistry with all the new playmakers. That's also you have to develop the chemistry with your center again. That's yeah. going to be something new for Justin Fields. So, along with all the, the position battles, that's also something to kind of just watch out for in OTAs as we're kind of starting to see the new development of this offense in year two of Getsy's scheme. Since you brought up Cody Whitehair, I do want to give a belated one-day-late happy birthday to the greatest player in the history of the Bears who wore 87, good old Ed Obradovich, whose birthday was yesterday and would always scream out about Cody Whitehair, he's not a center! (laughs) 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 Well, Well, he is again. (laughs) He is again, OB. Happy birthday, brother. Um, (laughs) I... I'm... I'm not that worried about Cody Whitehair going back to center, but I will be keeping an eye on the snaps because mm-hmm. that was kind of always somewhat of a consistent issue with him that you, you, you had two to five, two, 2.5 maybe on average bad snaps per game almost yeah. at, at certain times. So um, that's something to watch. But 2.5 bad snaps per game. Yeah, just, Over under. <laughs> yeah. What would be the league average on that? I don't know. I, I'm just going off the top of my head on that number and completely made it up. 0.5? I think it's a 0.5-er. One bad snap a game. Well, with Sam Messerfer, it was a little higher than most. But. Good luck to Sam. Good man, Baltimore decent. Ravens. Just got to stop with the low snaps. Just... I wonder how... Vaguely hit the strike zone. <laughs> Let's, can we do a role play here? You're Cody Whitehair. I'm me. How do you feel about moving back to center? Happy to be playing and not having to move my family. Let's do it with Nick. you, Nick. How do you feel about <laughs> moving back to center? I do whatever I need to for the team. I'm a team guy first. But as a veteran, do you 
think it's at least somewhat challenging at this stage of your career to move back to center. I've always seen myself as a versatile player, Mark, and wherever you put me, I'm going to do my best to succeed. Do you think that in Am a I perfect Cody Whitehair? Yes, you are. Two are. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Okay. Oh, I'm looking for the answer. I'm looking. Do you think? Uh, were you surprised that they came to you with this request after however many years now you have not been playing the position? No, because I had. I'll give you the answer you want. I haven't Mark. played particularly <laughs> well at guard the last couple of years. You are bad, Cody Whiter. You would never say that. He would, he would, he would never. He would never say he sucks at guard. He's he said last year he didn't have his best season. He's been very honest about his somewhat recent struggles, which haven't been that big of struggles. Okay, fine, 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 fine. What do you fine. want me to say? I want you to say this I, is bullshit. I'm not going to center. I'm tired of this. You, I want you to. This is what I want you. You you be me. Go ahead. Oh God, this is scary. You be you. You be oh you. Oh my gosh. You be go. you. You be you. No, I want to be you're Cody Whitehair. I'm Cody Whitehair. Okay. No. Uh, I'm trying to do my. I'm trying to think of Mark Carmel. You're because you're always looking up. You. Hey man, are you really cool with this? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that's good. That's, I mean, there's got to be a good. there's got to be a part of you that's like, oh, man, I've been doing a lot of stuff. And I've been playing pretty well at guard. I, I don't deserve this. No, not at all. Uh, that was pretty you know, good. Carmel. That was good. Carmel. That was good. And 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 if I'm gonna get the answer, because Carm was asking that, they they instantly you feel comfortable with me. So I'm gonna tell you, Carm, that uh, well, to be honest, I was a little bit surprised that uh, they're they're putting me back there. But you know, I look at it as a challenge, and um, I want us to win football games, and I'm gonna do the best I possibly can to do I it. But, like being but, Carm. But, but I do feel like it, it is. Yikes. But but you know, it's it is different. I think I'm gonna go outside and just start yelling at street signs. <laughs> That was a good. That was a good Cody White here. Do a show. Uh, did good do a, Cody. Do a bonus show in my car on the way home. Hey, it's a lot of. That's a lot it's of stuff. It's been. There's. There's. There's lots of. Uh, I went to the. I went to the beach yesterday. You could do that. You can't do that. <laughs> yeah. I went. We have I, beaches in Chicago. I, I went to the. I went to the beach. Could, I was in the suburbs and. Uh, so I stopped by Rosewood Beach. I was gonna. I was gonna take a swim. Where's Rosewood Beach? I don't that's, know that beach. Uh, Secret Beach? R- Ravinia area, oh. north suburbs, very strong elitist uh, ville that <laughs> is a, has a beautiful beach. So I walked in, I got, to, I got the water up to my knees. It's cold. I couldn't do it. Yeah, I, I mean, what's the temperature of the lake right it now? Was, it was cold. Like 58? I mean, cold. I mean, even the kids weren't swimming. No. <laughs> the kids, yeah, they, they well, even were, on, go uh, in. Even on the, the chain over the weekend... Where the water warms up a lot faster, it felt like Lake Michigan. So there wasn't much. I mean, it was. My kid was in up to his knees, and I was like, "You're nuts! <laughs> Doing, it's freezing." Kids are different. Those kids are different. Those kids are different. All right, back to Bears. Thank you. Um, good job, Cody's. <laughs> All the Cody's. I I just think it's to, to wrap that up though, real quick. I I think we are. You are asking a lot of the dude. Go back to center, build that relationship with Justin Fields. And by the way, we're looking to take a major step forward this year, and you're right in the thick of it. It's 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 a significant ask. It is, but he's done it before. Veteran player. And, you know, I think it speaks to a larger, not necessarily problem, but just reality, that they're still not set on that old line by any means. I mean, going back to a story, to, to your point from – the bear side of this is going back to a storyline that we've already talked about like four or five years ago. True, yeah. 
right. is somewhat concerning. Thank you. Because this was an issue, and, and, and I hate, I kind of feel uncomfortable talking about it because, and I always have, because it's not like Cody Whitehair's ever really done a bad job. He's just been such a solid pro that you know is going to play, first and foremost, be durable, and, you know, not necessarily be the, the problem or even close to the weakest link on the offensive line. But that being said, the fact that it persists, that like, oh, should he be a center? Should he be a guard? Like, half of it is definitely you have problems at these other positions, and Cody's the best solution. But the other half is because he hasn't necessarily solidified himself as like, I'm an all-pro center or guard. You can't move me because this is my spot. And just because I'm, I'm that rock solid. So it's... But, dude, the guy's played so much good football for you over the years. And by adding Nate Davis, I mean, what's your other solution? There isn't, there isn't a good well, one right now. Look, not play talk- Tevin Jenkins? You, yeah. I, I guess that's my point. Like, something had to move there. Mm-hmm. Cut him? You cut Cody Whitehair and just play Lucas Patrick? Money, but, yeah, it's, we haven't really seen no, Lucas Patrick well, enough. Yeah. Well, that goes into their offseason decisions. Like, you – Wanted Mike McGlinchey. It got too expensive, so you let that go, which is interesting, by the way, when you consider the Bears video that they just put out and Darnell Wright and how they liked him all the way back there, but yet they were bidding big on McGlinchey, or they were in the bidding, let's let's say that, and then you decide on Nate Davis, knowing that you're going to have to move people around and knowing that you don't have a, a clear answer at center. So those are... It would have been it, that would have been a very thing, very interesting conversation to hear how that went down on the next Bears inside behind the scenes video nineteen twenty. I mean that's those are. I didn't think they were going to sign a, a right guard. I don't think anybody did, right? I mean I wouldn't have bet on Nate Davis that that, that play. I think we talked. I mean we. Well, with the uncertainty of like maybe Tevin Jenkins health wise, like I guess it could have been a possibility, but. One last thing, too, maybe to wrap up on the, the Cody Whitehair discussion. When we talked to Chris Mo- Morgan, what, now in a week, a half, a week and a half ago, he talked about all the positions on the offensive line. Every position almost seemed like they had their guy who's going to be the starting player, except for center. He said, we have a bunch of guys there that we're going to kind of revolve and see how it goes. seemed like Cody Whitehair was going to get the first notch at it, but right tackle, left tackle, left guard, Right guard, but the center position was the one thing that he kind of left open. I think that's him just kind of protecting Lucas Patrick, a veteran, Could a be. little bit, and not just necessarily calling him a backup right away. But I fully expect that to be the plan, yeah. uh, barring injury or barring you know a change in how these guys are playing. Jaden Bowley in the comments here saying, "What if Doug Kramer just balls out?" Um, which I'm not sure. If that, yeah, I I assume that that's uh, actual real question. Um, which it's it's possible. I'm, it is interesting. Like, what happens if Whitehair looks a little shaky and they're not comfortable with him, and you still have Lucas Patrick and you got Kramer there? Could you could Whitehart Whitehair end up being cut at some point here? I mean, I wouldn't say it's likely, but yeah. But when has Cody Whitehair ever been downright bad? Right, to which the point is, that you're going to cut him. But I, just, is, I just don't see that happening. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm, I agree. Highly unlikely. But he is older and coming off an injury, and, and you're asking him to go back to a position. Like, it's 
there's a, some moving parts here. All right, a couple other things. Yeah. Um, interested to see the interior defensive line rotation mm-hmm. and how quickly Jervon Dexter, Zach Pickens, you know, start to assert themselves. Now, obviously, that's that along with, quite frankly, us evaluating which center is looking good. Those go hand in hand because they're playing against each other, but they don't have pads on. We're exactly. not going to get answers. We we can see snaps. Snaps are something I'll pay attention to, you know. But we're not really going to have a good idea of you know how these guys are are performing until mm-hmm. we see training camp practices with pads on. We see preseason games where they're going up against a different team or the practices against the Colts in August when they're going up against a different team. Like, those will all carry way more weight. But I, this is where I like to, you know, show up with a notebook and at least write down the rotations because you get a, you get a good idea what they, where things stand today before mm-hmm. they get into the pads, before they get into the hard, hardcore football. Um, and then it's also, uh, who the hell are the edge rushers? Good question, Adam. <laughs> it's like you have, obviously, your Travis Gibson, your Dominic Robinson. They signed Green in the offseason. Their Marcus Walkers and, you know, yeah. how like it's going to be interesting for the snap's sake for that position as well because none of the two guys that were here last year in Dominic Robinson, Travis Gibson, I think showed you enough to feel like they are – you could just pencil them in as your stars right now. And Demarcus Walker, I think, is going to take one of those spots. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see how those rotations go. And, again, they're not in pads, so you could see at least the burst off the edge, the bend that they have, the consistency off the snap. But they need guys to step up there with what they have right now. Do we get a locker room access tomorrow? No, we no? do not. Okay. Not until training camp ends. I'll, I'll be – if you guys can then just do a intense still in – football uniform breakdown of how much bigger you think Dominic Robinson is from last year. I'd be okay. curious. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's interesting. But that's like the exact that. type of stuff that you size up and you see um, this time of year. So that and and uh, and then if he is bigger, you know, how does how does he still have the get off? Does he still have the same athleticism? Um, Rooting what, for you, Dom Rob. One last thing uh, that I think is worth noting, and we really don't know for sure until we're there and we can see who's practicing and who's not. Um, but you know, are there are there any? Is there anyone not participating in OTAs? Are there right. any contract issues that have popped up? Things like that. If it, you think Jalen Johnson's there? Yeah, I think so. But I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Those are obviously talks that have been happening. I, I do, but I mean that's someone who's looking for a deal and might know that he's got a lot of value in that room right now. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think last year. I mean, I don't think you're elevating Tyreek. Didn't to Roquan them. do all the OTAs and then he held out a training camp? No, he and he was even there at training camp. He just wasn't practicing. Yeah. That's what it was. Right. Well, he sat out for a little and then he started and then he showed up and, and then he didn't started. practice. I think, yeah, he showed up for like a, it was supposed to be a laid back Friday, I think, for one of the OTA practice. I don't know. And then we see 58 out there like, oh, crap. It's going to be a busy day here on the beat. Just kind of mm. seeing I'm that. I'm trying to remember all that. There's a lot. 
It was way more dramatic than it needed to be. I also yeah. want a Sanborn breakdown from both of you on how his health has come along. Who's? Sanborn. Thank San God. God. Okay. <laughs> I'll make sure to conduct a physical tomorrow and get back to you. His next skill going to be as strong as ever, I can tell you that. 10 o'clock last night, I was scrolling through my phone and uh, looking at old videos, and I watched my first ever interview with Jack Sanborn, and I give myself a straight F. <laughs> it was terrible. Wow. It was not good. Harsh. We learned. We learned. Harsh. All right. Hey, uh, hope you were enjoying all the sports going on over the weekend. It was a fun weekend uh, with you had the Preakness. You had uh, the PJ Championship. NBA. Um, NBA playoffs, which. Sweep. Both series appear to be over. Um, of course, the NHL playoffs. Tons of stuff going on, including the White Sox sweeping the Royals. And uh, continuing to tease and uh, you know fans everywhere, but <laughs> no, be optimistic. Come on, about man. what? They're coming back to They're where? Back to five hundred. Division sucks. They're winning the division. Let's go. Okay. And then where does that get you? I don't One care. win in the playoffs. Oh, an exciting season of White Sox baseball. I had a great time out there on Saturday. I mean, uh, if there, if that's a, that could be another bottle of bourbon right there. Give you a what? Bottle of bourbon, potentially. Yeah, if, uh, that oh. Winning the division. <laughs> Not in the White Sox. The one Don't we agree it. on is that, what, a Are week you? and a half they'll have a better record than the Cubs? Oof. Maybe less than that? I, I, I You've feel been like, on that train. I feel like I get credit for saying that first. You said that like April 3rd. Yes. And then again, at when they were yeah. 14 and 28, they're going to have a better record than the Cubs when this is all said you and did. done. Um, but regardless, this was all a long way of telling you about Fubo TV because all of this stuff to have these types of conversations, you watch it on Fubo TV, 140 plus live channels of sports shows, movies, and news. You can stream live TV from any device. It's really easy. And you can watch the most Chicago sports for the lowest price. Start watching immediately with a seven day free trial. You just sign up. It's so easy. There's no contract, no cable, no hassle. You get that seven day free trial. Check it out. See how it goes. Just sign up. Start watching in minutes. Plus, you get 1,000 hours of cloud DVR coverage included at no extra charge. Watch local teams while traveling, and uh, there's a lot more still coming up, of course, with the NHL, the NBA, Cubs and White Sox on marquee and NBC. They got the F1. They got the French Open. Anything you need uh, is there for you on Fubo TV. Watch the Cubs on Marquee. Watch the White Sox on NBC Sports Chicago with Fubo TV. Use the link in the description to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. When Adam is back at Guaranteed Rate Field, you know what I can guarantee he's going to have you guys? What's that? His Shady Rays, so he can take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price, Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn here at CHGO. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. At my Shady Rays, my car, easy access. I know I'm going to have my eyes protected. I know I'm going to look good wearing them. And what's awesome is if you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they tell us they'll send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase and exclusively for our listeners shady rays going to give you the best deal of the season go to shadyrays.com and use the code chgo for 50 percent off two or more polarized sunglasses try for yourself the shady rays are rated five stars by over two hundred and fifty thousand people all right interesting story oh came out yesterday uh in the morning and 
kind of hit more of the news cycle today. Um, but Pete Thamel, with a pretty in-depth story on the state of these Big Ten television deals. What does that have to do with the Bears? Well, they were put together and negotiated by Kevin Warren, now the Bears team president and CEO. And um, very, I mean, there's a lot in here to consume. But Mm -hmm. the bottom line is that despite these deals being announced last August, it's been almost a year. Oh. Mm Mm-hmm. And them announcing that it was going to be a seven-year, $7 billion deal. Way more than had ever been done. That was a B, right? B as in Billy? Billion. Seven billion over seven years. So one billion per year, essentially. Um, They're not done yet with these deals. There were some initial contracts that were finally signed, I think, before Warren officially left. And the new commissioner is kind of scrambling, though, because there's some details here that were not really figured out. So, quickly, um, again, Pete Thamel, ESPN's the one that reported all this, reporting that there's more than $70 million that's suddenly in flux, which comes out to nearly $5 million per school, which per school, that's a significant amount of money. They rely on this money to you know, run all their operations, which the costs of those operations keep going up and up and up and up if they have to have better facilities, food, travel, all this stuff. It's a lot of money. Where's the world's smallest violin? Keep going. I know. I know. We're getting there. Um, So (laughs) it's got to be tough. Here's the details. The schools have recently found out that they're going to have to pay back nearly $40 to Fox. Because, according to sources, Kevin Warren delivered NBC the Big Ten football title game in 2026 without the authority to do so. And this is all unfolded under the complicated backdrop of the Big Ten not actually controlling the rights to the inventory of this latest deal. The Big Ten Network does, which is majority owned by Fox. The Big Ten's also going to have to pay back $25 million in total for a deal uh, to pay Fox back for the lost 2020 football game inventory, which fewer games were played in 2020 because of COVID. And then there's tens of million dollars of value of the NBC primetime deal in flux um, because this has been actually a long rule that I'm kind of laughing reading this because some parts of this are like, People in the Big Ten didn't know about this rule. It's like, what are you talking about? It is like, since I was a kid, you don't play night games in November. I didn't know about this until today. It's always been a thing in the Big Ten. Okay. It's very cold. Also, who cares? Also, you weren't getting paid a billion dollars then. And keep going. So, those are, I mean, this is a big story, so I don't want to get too much into it. But those are kind of the main bullet points. Um, that there's up to seventy million of seven billion <laughs> B that's in flux here at the finish line of these deals. So let's go let's go through these a little bit more, okay? Um, because I'm trying to picture picture Kevin Warren 
dealing with each one of these items. Let's start with the idea that he gave NBC the Big Ten football title game without the full authority to do so. Because for some reason, the Big Ten network owns the rights and not the Big Ten. And the Big Ten network is owned uh, by Fox. 51% I think Fox owns. They have the majority ownership, I believe, and not the other way around. Um, Well, who negotiated that? Yeah, but it, it it's Delaney, like, it's, right? Well, Jim, I, I, I'm, that's that's ridiculous. Right, but it's one pocket paying the other pocket. The 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 TV deal for the Big Ten Network is negotiated with Big Ten officials, like with Fox. They're, they're all in control here. And well, this is well. What you're trying to say is this is a, this is a problem of having way too many mouths to in feed the in, in a complicated TV deal. But I, my point is, and they're bringing in NBC and CBS is what War- Kevin Warren was doing. Continue on. But my point is, Kevin Warren sitting there going, "We have this great inventory to sell. Why does one of our network partners own the rights instead of us?" Well, they own and the right. And he's trying to get the most money from NBC that wants to pay for this. Right. And so but they I can totally see from a business standpoint him being like, okay, NBC, we're going to give you that. We'll figure out the details of this later. But yes, you're NBC, if you're willing to pay us all this money, because think about it. At the end of the day, to your point, Carm, they're making all this money. This is way more money than they've ever had before. So we'll figure it out, which is probably why this thing's coming down to the finish line months and months later. I just think that Kevin, like, reading this piece, like, Kevin Warren was just operating, like, as a businessman, right? Wants to make the most money for the league that he was still working for. And yet, I don't, like, this whole thing, like, communication, I think, was a bit of an issue as you keep reading the piece. But Warren doesn't need to ask for permission. Like, a lot of the coaches were upset with him, right? With kind of what these uh, these night games in November. Uh, Tom Izzo had some pretty strong uh, quotes in there, too. But Izzo, he's a basketball coach. What the hell does he care? He cares. That's part of the thing. So this is where it gets so complicated because a lot of this piece is coaches moaning and complaining, and you have guys but, like – But Izzo's playing night games. He's a basketball coach. Right, right, right. But Izzo's in here saying we weren't consulted enough because there were some games that they were going to move to streaming only, and I mean that's they the weren't even asked going. about yeah. it. And obviously, if you're a coach, you want your games on at least ESPN all the time. There, there's even more money in streaming, Ugh. but you're going to have less exposure, yeah. which Izzo doesn't want because he wants to, he wants players to see his team and want to come to Michigan State and be a Sparty. So there's a lot of moving parts. Yeah, um, the 25 million for COVID, like, come on, man. We all knew that was a problem. Yes, you, you got to pay back the inventory. Like, I don't even understand why that's included in this number. But the, I think the big takeaway from this, more than anything else, is that Kevin Warren acted like Don Corleone and just <laughs> made a deal on his own. And basically, I'm going to make an offer that they can't refuse, and I'll figure it out. And and whatever the Whatever parts need to be smoothed over, he was gonna get. He'll get that done when he had to get it done, and to, to all the way to Tom Izzo, where maybe he eventually would have had somebody talk to Izzo and say, "Look, man, you're getting X, Y, and Z, and we'll make this right for you." 
but this is the best deal that we could do right now. And I'm not going to literally talk to every single part of in every corner of this because I'm Kevin Warren and I am Don Corleone and I'm doing this deal. And by the way, thank you. You should all be thanking me. And now I'm the president of the Bears later. I'm going to make an off your kind of feels. <laughs> that was pretty good. But yes, that's kind of, the, yes. Because this goes back to stuff I reported back in January when, when Kevin Warren's name first surfaced. And that... In a macro sense, he, in a very short time, came in with his NFL guns and made the Big Ten a lot bigger. Let's not forget USC and UCLA coming in, stretching the now the entire country, making all this extra money with his big TV deal, which can we please keep perspective here? Regardless of how much money they have to work out here towards the end, is still way more money than they've ever had before. I like these schools. I'm trying to picture these schools like whining about, no, oh, we're making five Car- million. Car- we're, we're not going to get five million of the 30 more at minimum we were already going to get. That was a bonus than we've ever had before. Like, what? okay, so it's 25 instead of 30. It's still 25 more than it used to be. I made two bets with Nick and Adam. One was that the Nuggets would win the Western Conference Finals. The other was that the Lakers were. Oh, my God. Carm owes Nick $1,000. But Hogue owes Carmen Ten grand. I wonder if, how's Carm going to survive paying Nick one. I don't know how that's good. Carmen's really screwed here. He's going. In, no, no. Carmen's fine. He's getting. But but the, look. It, it, but, but but I do want to make the point. The Kevin Warren made a good deal. Is my point on this? Obviously. But, but along the way, as I reported back in January, there were people at the individual schools very frustrated with his style. The he was a lot to deal with. That was one thing I you know, was a direct quote that I reported back uh, in, in January. It's, but he still did his job. That's what and he's so like, If do. you're trying to look at this from a Bears perspective, it's like, let's fast forward 10 years. If there's a glorious new stadium and it all worked out. And Nicholas Moriano's taxes went up. Yeah, then it's Nick's Sorry, problem. Nick. It we don't care. Go Bears. But this is kind of where I want to tie this all around. Is this another warning sign to the other side of the deal? That, like, the Bears might end up getting of course, everything they want, and it might work out for them, and that's ultimately Kevin Warren's job. But as we've already learned from Soldier Field and the city of Chicago owning more than they owed originally on that... We all listen. We all know that ultimately in the Arlington Heights deal, the likelihood—maybe it won't go down this way—but the likelihood is that Moriano, Carmen, Hogue, Kaduk, Benedetto, naked guy across the street who just came onto his balcony—we're <laughs> all going to be the ones that are going to be paying extra for this move at some point. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, and it ain't going to be the football team because that's how this goes in Chicago, and that's how it goes around the NFL. I'm just la- I, I There's a great job by Pete Thamel. It's a great story. It's stuff Very we didn't depth. know about. It's really good reporting. But I'm not going to lie. I laughed at a lot of it. Like, I'm trying to think of, you got Kevin Warren coming from the NFL, where is there any other entity in the world that's as good as marketing his product and getting the most value? You want to play, play Thursday night? Sure. Yeah. Now you get to play twice out there. You're like, you're whining about playing on Saturday night? In front of a nationally televised audience? Because it's November? Well, like, you're going to make this 
X amount more money because you have to play your game three hours later. And by the way, what? With the new footprint, you know who's going to be playing those games? USC and UCLA. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I mean, I guess maybe Penn State's going out to the Rose Bowl and has to play. Well, right. These these night games, what I found the most interesting in the story for just going on the Big Ten angle uh, is for the Animal Rights. While this is being worked through, Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan State recently agreed to concessions to make short term sacrifices. So on Black Friday, Penn State's going to play Michigan State. Um, and that was scheduled apparently before Penn State agreed to do it, but they're going to do it. Um, uh, Boo-hoo. Yeah. Boo-hoo. Boo-hoo, right, right, right. Um, and then, uh, that's what I say there, Penn State will play Michigan State. And then Ohio State will host Michigan State on November 11th, the latest ever home night game in Ohio State history. So Ohio State's in there twice. Or, or Michigan State, rather, is in here twice. Okay, Michigan State. If I just confused anyone. But Michigan State's doing two late games at night to make this right. Ohio State, Penn State are doing one. You know who's not in there? Michigan. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. Michigan State should want to. That team Right. Did. Exactly. But <laughs> Michigan is getting out of this. Did anybody see what happened to Michigan over the weekend? Yeah, good times. With new hire Shemi Shembeckler? Yeah. What does that have to do with this, though? I didn't see. What does it, have to, it doesn't have a whole <laughs> lot to do with I, Well, you just like, made it seem like it had something well, to do with it. Well, I just, they're getting, Jim Harbaugh was being investigated for stuff that he did in COVID. Shemi Schembechler's coming in, they're hiring this guy, and he's got all these tweets of, like, liking all the stuff that's absolutely terrible and and dating back to, like, I don't, I don't, you know. I, I'm trying to keep this related to the Bears and, and, and what it has to do with the team. I don't, I'm sorry, I don't care. Jim Harbaugh about, coached the Bears. I, I don't. <laughs> Whatever. Michigan's getting out of this. It's annoying. I just, I said at the start of this, is from a Big Ten perspective. Michigan, you, you don't get to skirt on, on playing night games in November. You should have to do it too. Look, Ohio State's doing it twice. The, the point of this is Kevin Warren still did his job. He got an amazing deal and he's making more money for the conference. Along the way, he made a lot of people unhappy, it sounds like. I was told this morning that apparently at one point you had the TV networks calling the individual schools, trying to lobby them to play these night games in November, when it really shouldn't work that way. And obviously there were some communication breakdowns, but you got a lot of different coaches to please. Most of these coaches would love to wake up in the morning on Saturday, play at 11 a.m., get the W, and go home. Get done with and, and enjoy some bourbon and time with their family. And it's like, okay, then you can have a nice $30 million TV deal. You want the $7 billion TV deal with all the extra money coming in for those facilities you want, the recruiting dollars you want, the, right. the, the food for your, for your uh, team? Like, sorry, you got to play two Friday night games. That's it. Like, come on. It, it, this, is, this is unbelievably, uh, it's hilarious to read this. It's funny. It's actually funny. It's objectively funny. Tying it back to the Bears is that, as you just said, by the way, five minutes ago, that Kevin Warren's going to make the very best deal possible for the Bears at the stadium thing. And I'm just trying to picture, like, Roger Goodell, like, you know what I'm playing on Saturday night? We got Thursday night. We got Friday night. We got Sunday night. We got Monday night. Yeah. You think Every I care coach. when you're playing? I could care less when you you're playing. You want to kick off at 2.30 instead of 7 on the same day? Because it's November? What are you talking about? Like, it's just it's not how business goes. Oh, my God. Not how business goes. It's great. Okay. I mean, dare I say, what about the student athletes? But that's a whole. <laughs> that's clearly not. 
that was my reaction to it. It's like, yeah, this is just so money, 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 money. At least they got NIL going on now. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's it's uh it's a crazy world they're living in in college athletics right now. But hey, uh, CHGO is supported by Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer since 1988. Got Goose IPA, six-time medal winner at the Great American Beer Fest. Always in style with citrus aroma, bold hop finish, uh, the tropical beer hug. They got the uh, No Plans Pale Ale. What's that other one? Oh, the Full Pocket Pills. That's awesome. It's the everyday beer. It's what brewers it, are drinking. We have that in our fridge right now here at CHO, and um, I really, really like that one. So you can grab ultra-fresh brewery-exclusive beers at Goose Island's original brew house on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park or from their tap room on Fulton Street in Westtown. Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer. And you know it, you love it. The ComEd Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve helping manage energy usage and lowering their energy bills now and into the future. Nick. Yeah, Carm ComEd offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across the territory. ComEd also offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities, like for HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. That's there, a lot right there, Nick. Uh, you, can, you can go a little further, please, and explain how it all works. Absolutely. An authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs, and these can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. Within three to four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they could start working on immediately. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback. And if you own a business, don't wait. Get started saving money and energy today for energy saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com slash poweringbiz. Did you say comed.com slash poweringbiz? That's exactly what I said, Mark, so go schedule it today. Yeah, Braggs. <laughs> Braggs. Weird tweets by Braggs going on right now. Not watching the show anymore. Why are drywall people the happiest people on earth? It's always a party in there. Get back to focusing on the show. Enough on the drywall people. We need you here now with the drywallers. It's messed up. In, right in the middle of the show. In, well, I think he's probably playing brick right now, and there's drywallers there that are happier than he is. Nope, can't be. Impossible. Enrique, uh, $2. Full pocket pills. Solid 10 out of 10. Let's go Bears. That is solid. There we go. Yeah, really great score. Um, also, to all the people in the chat that can't figure out what all that had to do with uh, the Bears, um, Kevin sorry Warren. about that. That's your problem. <laughs> uh, Remy did mention this earlier. Uh, thank you for the super chat, Remy. Uh, she says, Hogue, forgot about the Chicago Sky, and y'all have the CHGO Sky. That was about the, the uh, Fubo read. Yeah. Uh, shout out to the Sky. They're 2-0. Big weekend. But I don't, I, I don't know if they're on Fubo. Maybe that's why we didn't mention it. I don't know. I, yeah, that I, wasn't the ESPN game yesterday. I didn't forget about them. I just didn't know what channel they're on, and I didn't want to promise something that's not in there. But don't they have games on Marquee now? They do have games on Marquee. So if those, those games, at least, and, yeah, would and be they're, on Fubo. they're on ESPN. Yes, okay. you know, actually, they're, I think they're on ABC yesterday. 2-0. and Yeah. Beat the Mercury. Sky. Although that's kind of cool. Brittany Griner's back. Um, that was neat. There's... 
couple other things we want to get to, including Jim Brown. But before we get to that, there's kind of this uneasiness that I know I feel and I think is being felt around the league right now. So last month, a bunch of Detroit Lions got suspended for gambling. Mm-hmm. And Calvin Ridley got suspended last year. And there's there was another report that looked into this that said there's another wave of suspensions probably coming. Oh or at boy. least there's an investigation into more players. Um, I saw Kaylin Kaler from The Athletic tweet something. And she, she talked to an agent who said if they looked at every team, every team would be screwed. Well, I also wonder, like, how many of these guys are being like, hey, mom, dad, girlfriend, friend, put this bet in for me. Wouldn't you think if you were in that position and you had some information and you wanted to take that risk that that's how you would do it? I could use it. Some betting tips. Yeah, I need some info. I had a rough weekend. Give me all the info. Well, first of all, it seems pretty cut, cut, cut and dry that... You don't bet on the NFL. You shouldn't. No. And there were ways in the past before all this was on our apps and stuff, which, by the way, if you haven't figured out, very easy to track these things. Random people can do it. The NFL can do it. I swear, the other day I was peeing in the woods, and then they instantly <laughs> popped up on my phone. Do you need toilet paper? Like, like, like they just know. I don't know how they know, but they do. It's unbelievable. And you're like, yes, and then an Amazon robot dropped it from the A sky. A little drone. <laughs> right. um, I turned off my phone. Easy there, buddy. Quit looking at the little guy. <laughs> but another thing that's become a problem is that you've – You've had players bet on other sports, but do it from inside the team facility, facility. which is also a no-no. That's um, a dumb dumb. Yeah, I don't agree with that. It's 2023. What? I think that's what happened with Jameson I, Williams. I don't I'm agree. I don't agree that like why can't they bet on an MLB game? Well, they can. They just can't do it at work. I know, but who cares? Why? I just bet on a game an hour ago at work. I don't, Lawrence yeah, has a very valid point. You have point. no control over the outcome of any game. Well, no, but which I guess no, I'm saying I'm saying an NFL player wouldn't have a control over a, a baseball game. Like, if after practice some dude at the facility is making a bet on the Cubs and the whoever they're playing this week, the Mets tomorrow, who cares? Yeah, I I don't have a great argument against it, yeah. but. But I, well, I think the argument is I don't want you on your phone at the facility looking at gambling websites because it just seems like a bad idea. Period. Yeah, read the right. playbook. Right. Come on, be like Sand God. Well, I guess Sand God would never. Original question was going to be: How nervous are you that uh, just some random Wednesday there could be a suspension of six Bears players just out of nowhere, just like it happened in the Lions? It just seems like this could yeah. be like the random thing that all of a sudden changes the course of season for some of these teams no it definitely could i mean like obviously that was kind of like COVID in a way where people you didn't know what players were going to test positive yeah. you had to game plan differently now is it going to be in the new age 2023 who's going to get suspended for gambling let's bet on which bear is yeah. gambling behind the scenes <laughs> want to make a gamble there uh, uh lawrence yeah anybody? if there's good odds on someone i'm i'm in it seems pretty obvious to me though that the NFL, these teams, there's either got to be better education on it or a better solution here to 
figure this out because I, I I agree with I think points that have been made here by everyone. Like one, okay, you can't be gambling on NFL games. That's an obvious one. Okay, but two. Do we really need to be suspending these guys because they're betting on uh, the PGA Championship inside a team facility in May? You know, like that seems a little seems excessive. aggressive. Yeah. So just just make it clear. All I know is that it's a different world out there because last night I normally would not be betting Celtics Heat in the middle of a basketball game. But Boston was getting killed. It was game three. I'm like, you all are going to come back, right? You're going to have some level of heart, Jason Tatum, correct? And so I, you know, threw the old 20 buckarooski on, on the Celts to come back, and I got 12 and a half points, and they lost by 100. <laughs> so, so, so. When did the, you place that bet? It's like late second quarter. When it was obvious they were already mailing it in? It wasn't obvious. They came out of halftime and they were all pumped up and they they I just they I heard no Bill and Ryan Russillo both say this morning that it looked like in the second quarter they had it no did, juice even in the second quarter. They came back late in the second quarter. That's not true. And then they start the second half. They were there was a you know they just couldn't shoot. Whatever. Maybe I don't know what the hell's happened. <laughs> there, could, but it was a horrible bet. And the point is that this is that the NFL every league hasn't. They've got to develop a very strong system here or, or, you know, warning system for this is on your phone. You are going to be tempted. You are going to have information that others don't. You're going to think you're smarter than everyone. Don't do this because we're going to catch you. Period. End of story. And then just a picture of Pete Rose. Uh, but also, I mean, every one of these leagues is sponsored by one of these websites. And, you it's know, everywhere, it's, yeah. it's, That's it's on every commercial yeah. break. You get Paige Sporanic dancing or whatever it is, you know. Um, what's his name from Curb? My guy. Ugh, whatever. Anyways, yeah, what are you talking about? he's name? good. Excuse me. Uh, anyways, you know. Oh, it's uh, a tough. Davey Smooth. That's yeah, Carm's guy. Yeah. That is my guy. Um, by the way, some breaking news out of the uh, league meeting going on right now. But the uh, one, one, one significant thing I think that's been approved is allowing a third quarterback to be active without burning a roster spot. So, essentially, you're going to be allowed to have three active quarterbacks, but one's not going to count towards your inactives on Sunday. I mean, shout out. Nathan Peterman suiting up. Third QB. This could be big for uh, Peterman. Well, really the point of it is that you don't get in a situation where you don't have a quarterback in the second half because of injury, and it's like, who wants to watch a game without a quarterback? There's a ton, of, tw- ton of tweets out there. you'd rather watch Nathan Peterman. Tom Pellicero, NFL owners approved the bylaw proposal, allowing teams to address the third QB without using an active roster spot, a no-brainer to bring it back in the aftermath of the 49er playoff game. Does that mean Carm has to list his uh, roster 1 to 54 now? Or what? Or 50, wait, 50, what? What am I saying? Is there an extra roster spot now? They're, they're technically, technically, right? No. Like how, or, just who's active on game day. Okay. So, yeah. Um, I get it. It'll be something else that has to be in every reporter's tweet in the morning. Third quarterback is whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, I do need to without using an active roster. So, wouldn't that, so it would be yeah. 50. F- 
four. No? Without well, using... I guess I'm a little confused on does this mean you're active 46 on game day or are you allowed to basically have a practice squad quarterback active? I, I thought it was the first. Gary's saying it's the latter. Means hmm. they're... That's third well, there's one man I trust with everything spot. in life. It's Gary. <laughs> and apparently I didn't respond to Gary over the weekend. And he thought he was mad at me. Gary, I'm never mad at you. Ever. You're my guy. Know that. All right. Um, Are we talking about the athletic article at all, or do we just breeze through that? Lots to talk about today for Monday's show. Lots, lots well, it's a table uh, it for a different day, I guess. Take that, fish man. Thank <laughs> <laughs> John. I thought it was a great job, Kevin and Adam and the athletic. Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of people contributing. Um, a lot of different quotes on, on Justin Field. We'll get to it later in the week, I think. Do you want to talk about we, Jim Brown? You're we gonna... have time, I'd say. I mean, we could do, we could do Fields, but we can do Brown. Uh, let's, let, here, let's, let's talk about Jim Brown. No, uh, I, meant, I meant we have time because it's the offseason and we have yeah, five shows today. a week. Oh. I got it. About got six it. hours of. Oh, oh so it's week. one o'clock. Okay, yeah. I didn't even know what time was. Sh- shows flying through. All right, just real quick then. Uh, Jim Brown passed away. Jim Brown's got a complicated legacy that we're not going to talk about right now. We are going to talk about just for five seconds how incredible of a football player this dude was, uh, and an athlete. And so, I'm sitting there reading a piece that was written by Sports Illustrated back in 2015. And it starts out with running back Jim Brown led the NFL in rushing with 1,544 yards in a 14-game season. An astonishing 677 more yards than the runner-up in 1965, who was Gail Sayers as a rookie. So I got to Gail Sayers. I didn't read the last four words, who was a rookie. And I instantly was like, was that the year that Sayers got hurt? Mm. And so then I got to, no, Sarah's got hurt in 1968, and he was cracked into by a guy by the name of Kermit Alexander, who played for the 49ers, who apparently leaped over a guard, cracked Sarah's knee, and they didn't have the technology back then that they do today, and Sarah's was never the same. So then I go on down a rabbit hole about Kermit Alexander and what happened to him, and he got death threats at the time. Wow. And he grew up in California, in Watts, tough area, and his mom was like the mayor of Watts, was making peanut butter sandwiches for everybody in the neighborhood, and Kermit was like one of ten, and it's this incredible story, and then horrible, tragic story where in 1984, there was some gang revenge thing, and they were given an address that was, and they read it wrong, and they walk into this dude's house, Kermit's house and end up in his and, and killing his mom, his siblings, this whole like, the worst story ever. And then he goes and he he like years later when he like he had given up on life but came back he and then he adopted kids from Haiti, and he like this is the most heroic story. And now like tricking the story the whole way, he's he's his wife is out there with him like they're traveling the country, uh, raising money for ALS. Because he's he's fighting that now. It was like the it was the most bizarre Sunday rabbit hole at Panera when I met my guy to start the show ever. Wow. And um, 
any rate, I just shout out to Kermit and, and his family and just that horrible story and what he's doing now to raise awareness. It's like an unbelievable life, and it's weirdly tied into Gail Sayers and Jim Brown. Um, and, and here's my other one for you, Hogue. Paul Brown was a, was a longtime offensive line coach. Uh, longtime off- Paul Brown's longtime offensive line coach was Frederick Heisler when Brown was there who was a studious tactician who was among the first teachers of the system that came to be known as zone blocking. Mm. So the scheme that they were using that helped Jim Brown be Jim Brown, not that he needed a whole lot of help, is what the Bears are doing today, damn it. So it's all tied together, Jim Brown. There it is. I don't know if anybody made sense of what I was just saying, but it was... Not really. I, I really... It's fun to go through history. I mean, and he was apparently Bill Belichick's favorite player growing up. Belichick's got a quote in there. Uh, He visited prisons with Brown, supported his work with at-risk youth. Quote, he's a guy who has a handle on life. He worked with the worst of the worst, the baddest of the bad, and and can get them under control. Really an incredible man. I hope people understand that. And then, of course, there's the other side of it. Five times in his life, Brown had been accused of violence against women. And then his current wife has a comment in there, you know, we had an argument, Jim damaged his own property. There's never been any domestic violence in our home. He has talked to our son. I mean, Jim Brown was in his 60s, marrying a 25-year-old and having kids. Oh. Shout out to those. (laughs) Shout out to. to, I'd rather talk about Jim Brown in Running Man because that was fantastic. He didn't want to quit playing when he quit playing, too. And the part of why he stopped was uh, that. The Dirty Dozen was still being filmed, and Paul Brown was fining him $100 a day for not being at training camp. Talk about owners cutting off your nose to spite your face. So it's like, all right, later. I'm out of here. But, uh, Get to practice. Yeah. One of the, one of the, I, I still think arguably the best running back in the history of the NFL. All right, let's end it here. Most power, most speed. Uh, Nick sent the photo of the Homer Simpson mountain. See? I, I oh guess, sure. It's sure. Homer Simpson. He's kind of... <laughs> Oh, I okay. Yeah. It, I mean, now I can't get that image. I out thought of my you head. were like literally saying there's like a Homer Simpson mural. Oh no no, he's like, he's in the cave. That's <laughs> what we saw there. I, one of our tour guides was saying that. Now every time I look at it, cannot see it. Ow. <laughs> okay. Boom. I I actually that's interesting. I had not not seen that. Uh, Matt Nagy says the Bears running an offense from the 1950s and 60s. That sounds about <laughs> right. Your first um, play, Matt that's Nagy. That's not the point, What Nagy. was your first play at Green Bay? You did it. Yeah, in your face, Nagy. Boom. How about that? Running T- the T formation. formation. Yeah. Mm. Right back at you, buddy. Boom. Uh, I will give you this one nugget, though, on Bear's scheme, because it's tied back. This is from the Fish and John story in The Athletic. It's tied back to the conversation we had last week and went out on social over the weekend, which was us trying to figure out how many passing attempts per game – for the Bears, yeah, I noticed that. Mm-hmm. He uh, one of the one of the people they talked to in the story is Robert Griffin. This is straight from the piece. Robert Griffin knows the system. Fields is running well. His quarterback coach in Washington was Matt Lafleur, who hired Luke Getzey as the Packers' quarterbacks coach in 2019. The assistant offensive line coach on that 2012 team, Chris, Chris Morgan, Morgan, the Bears' current offensive line coach. The offense is designed to emphasize the running game and make things easier for the quarterback. When the system is working, there will be around 25 passes per game, and Fields will complete 20 of them, Griffin said. There will be 5 to 10 
gimme completions. Quote, they've got to win with their run game and movement pass game, including him in the running game. Um, This is a different opposing defensive line coach. That's where their threat lies. In the fourth quarter, any dynamic athlete can make plays. He has that ability for sure. So, surprise, surprise, Robert Griffin trying to say what I was trying to say, but doing it in a lot better way than I did. Um, But my overall point that I'm not necessarily expecting a giant increase in passing attempts. When the offense is working, this is a run-first offense where they're probably going to have a lead, ideally, if it's working, right? And so you're looking at... 25 passes per game and ideally he's completing 20 of them that'd be a great completion percentage. 425 is what that comes out to over 17 games so when, I, when I read that I, my first thought was that you had inside information when we had that discussion the other day no I did not is that not true it's not true okay no I just just hoag football sense just I understand the offense I think and where if because the other side of it is, yes, you had more opportunities, as Nick's, Nick brought up. But also, if you're winning football games, which the Bears were never doing last year. Um, should be running the ball. You, you'll be running the ball more. Protecting a lead. Sounds kind of nice, doesn't it? That's All right. Nice. Bears. Bears. I'll just. It's time to go. But I was reading Bragg's. The dude was, Braggs was, for those listening to the audience, Braggs was texting me random photos of, this was Lakeshore Drive in 1965. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, you get that text just out of context in the middle of the day, and I don't know what I wrote back, but it was something taking a fun playing full shot at Gregory Braggs. Like, what are you... For, um, but his point is, you're saying how much you love looking back at history, but he was sending you photos of Lakeshore Drive, and you made fun of him. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I, he, he sent me a picture of 1970 Lakeshore Drive. I wrote back, "Wow." And then he wrote, and then he wrote back after that, "Can you imagine the traffic jams and accidents on this road with two smiley faces?" And then I wrote back. Are you okay? (laughs) (laughs) Who cares about what the traffic jams were on Lakeshore Drive in 1970 at 10.56 in the morning on Friday? Um, And then he wrote back, yes, are you? I'll answer that for you. No, you're not, especially in the head. And then I wrote back, can you send me a picture of the Eatings Expressway in 1950? (laughs) I mean, like, (laughs) what a weird guy. (laughs) Sorry, Greg. Uh, and that'll do it for and that'll do it. Hang on, I do want to put the... Oh. Uh-oh. What's this is on the quarterback rule. The actual text of the... Uh, oh, okay, here we go. It was just passed. Uh, one hour and 30 minutes prior to kickoff, each club is required to establish its active list for the game. Of inactives, each club may also designate one emergency third quarterback from its 53-player active-inactive list. Elevated players are not eligible for designation. Elevated as in practice squad players. Hogue greater than Gary. Uh, you got clarification. Just making sure. Um, yeah. Club is not eligible to use these procedures if it carries on its... Um, it seems still a little complicated. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Breaking news. I've got to give it. I'm really sorry, Lawrence, oh, but i got to do it. Here we go. 
tennis playoffs. Top eight seeds made the playoffs. I got screwed in the scheduling, oh. didn't get to play the bottom oh. half, and so I was the nine seed and missed the playoffs, and I thought about emailing the director and saying I am upset and I'm not playing in some practice match, but I didn't do it because I saw Rick A. limp off the court the other day, and I just got the text, Rick A. is out of the playoffs with a knee injury, <laughs> so you've been elevated to the playoff Let's field go. as the seventh seed, and we'll play Brent tomorrow at 9 o'clock, and I am coming for you, Brent, and you're going down because the knee's feeling better, and I'm making a statement. Brent, nine, tomorrow. So you're celebrating another player's injury right now. And he's in the playoffs. When we talked about this last week. Sucks for you, Ricky. Last week you said everybody was in the playoffs. That's what I thought. And you agreed with me that it was dumb. But you then sent an email to the director saying it was stupid? I thought about about it. I thought about it. And saying that I'm not playing any practice matches because he's got me against like the last place guy in the division below me tomorrow. And I'm like, I'm not putting my knee in that position. But I Marks didn't do that because I was hoping that Rick A was going to bail out of the playoffs, and now I'm in the playoffs, and I'm so excited. Yeah, maybe, maybe make a Lakers-like Look, run. I'm, I'm feeling like I'm the Heat. heat I'm Jimmy yep. Butler, man. Who's in the play-in game? It's not when the I Lakers. think of okay. Jimmy Butler, I think of Mark Carmen <laughs> every time. Mm. Jimmy. Killer instinct. Jimmy's Jimmy. Amazing. Jimmy. Congratulations, Jimmy. Seriously. Jimmy this G gets the, buckets. Jimmy G. Reminder, tomorrow, double show. We're, uh, go Brent from Brian Menninger. <laughs> <laughs> That's <Brent>. funny. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, noon, right here, Mark Carmen, Kevin Kaduck, and the Sackman. Richard Dent here in studio, live on the CHGO Bears podcast. That is at noon. Nick and I will be at Hallis Hall. We will have your full OTA recap show, uh, 3 o'clock. We're pretty confident it will be at 3. Maybe subject to change depending on if you know how the day plays out but really it should be a three i'm fairly confident it'll be a three o'clock show so three o'clock for bears otas you get two editions of the chgo bears podcast tomorrow can't wait richard dent at noon right here tomorrow on tuesday talk to you then We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.